You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. I'm here, Luke, your host, along with Steve Orsillo. Hello. Vicky is not joining us today. She's not with us. But you guys just got back from a little getaway. Yep, How was that? Raced in from Tahoe. Trying in our old age to do that as often as we can now that I don't have any projects going. Yeah, no houses. Although projects are starting everywhere. So But no house building right yeah, now. Yeah, right. No house I'm yeah. Hopefully I built my last house. Well, <laughs> I'll believe that when I believe that when I see it. That I built my last house. We'll see though. <laughs> the Lord says build a house, then you'll be. I love building yeah. houses, I guess, but I just I'm I feel old. Yeah. 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 Well, we're about to get building our lights of hope. Uh, lights of hope starting, yeah. man. It's crazy already. Yeah. So, like, if you don't know, lights of hope is our uh, Christmas light walk experience uh, throughout the month of December. We have thousands of lights, and we have. Uh, you know, last year we had 20 plus thousand people come out and just experience the lights. We share the gospel. There's hot chocolate galore and just a family environment where people get to have fun and also um, hear about the Lord. It's Christmas, man. Yeah. The holiest time in all of Christendom. Yeah. When Jesus Christ was born. Yeah. So Amen. We're excited for that and be praying for us. And if you're anywhere close to us in Oroville, California, we'd love to have you come out and see the lights so we could like to meet you too uh but let's jump in today i think uh i think this fits in so uh this is first peter chapter one uh starting verse 10 as to this salvation the prophets who prophesied of the grace that would come to you made careful searches and inquiries seeking to know what person or time the Spirit of Christ within them was indicating as he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories to follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you in these things which have now been announced to you to look through those who preach the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which the angels long to look. Therefore, this is the, one of those important words, therefore, prepare your minds for action, keep sober in spirit, fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance. But, like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior. Because it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. Mm. Hmm. Yes. (laughs) So, it's a little bit of a head scratcher there, yeah. you know, starting in that place. Right. And we can go back a little bit if you want to. No, it's just talking about if you, you know, you know him and you love yeah. him. And as to the salvation that yeah. Peter's, you know, it's it's chapter yep. one, Correct. right? And he's introduced himself. Yep. He said, "Bond servant, yep. according to this faith that's been instilled upon me," and he makes clear clear de- uh, dividing dividance, mm-hmm. you know, between. Who he was as a Jew and who he is now as yeah. a chosen apostle. It says called and chosen by God is yeah. what he says. Uh, apostle chosen by God to do this thing. And he says this, as to this salvation that he's talking about, because a person 
of Jewish descent might say, been there, done that, mm-hmm. got it, bought the T-shirt, yeah. so, you know, go preach to others. But what he's saying is it's completely different mm-hmm. that the religion, the, the original covenant with the God's people is now being offered and spread all over the world, and it's even being offered to you. For your religion did not allow you forgiveness. It allowed you forbearance. This salvation, you know, where you don't have to give reasons for every time you broke a pencil mm-hmm. or you, you, you know, violated one of the rabbi's laws, or one of the precepts of men, this is, a, this is salvation, the prophets prophesied, of the grace that would come to you. Made, they made careful searches and inquiries, seeking to know what person or time the Spirit of Christ within them was indicating as he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories to follow. And what that's saying is that the very same Spirit that came to inhabit a man, Jesus, God became man and dwelt among us, mm-hmm. that same Spirit of God was the one prophesying that I will do this. Mm-hmm. If you go back, it says, who will go for me? I looked, my eyes searched to and fro across the face of the earth for someone worthy. Who will go for me to do these things? And then he says, I will go. So that's when, what he's saying is that was how the process, looking at man and man's need for salvation, I will go. And God became flesh. And all the prophets prophesied that one day there'd be a one cent to save mankind, to offer salvation. And so when Peter's saying this salvation is coming to you, carefully planned, plotted and planned for you to be able to know God. They couldn't know God. Um, they, they, they chose in Moses' era not to hear God. Hmm. We can hear God. They said, we're afraid to hear you. He said, okay, you don't have to hear me, but one day... You'll have to listen to me or you won't qualify to be children of God. That's in Deuteronomy 18. You, you, that prophet will come and he will be, and it's a, it's a futuristic declaration that on Christmas Day and the, sh- and the shepherds were out in the fields mm-hmm. tending their flocks and the star of Bethlehem and the angels came shouting glory to God in the highest. And on that day, a baby was born in Bethlehem. There was no room at the end, so he was born in a stable with the animals to a virgin and this begins the day that jesus christ exists on the face of the earth the spirit is the same the very same spirit that created all things john told us that he said in the beginning was the word the word was with god the word was god and then he said and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and that became flesh and dwelt among us is jesus and what peter is telling these people he's writing to is that the word became flesh and God himself dwelt on the face of the earth and brought us this salvation. He brought us this truth that would be revealed to us. And I think a lot of people think, you know, that, oh, I don't want the law. It was so hard. But he goes on to be, be holy as I am holy. Holiness did not change. Holiness didn't go away. It's be holy for I am holy. And if I'm going to dwell in you, You'll have to be holy. I'm not hearing that. I'm hearing because he dwells in you, you are holy, so you don't have to be holy. Wow. But how would God, if you've read the Old Covenant and seen God's personality that didn't change, and the same God who inhabited Jesus, how could you ever believe that you could be unholy and be the house of God? 
that you could live an unholy life, uh, that you could willfully sin in Hebrews uh, 10. You willfully sin and continue to have the sacrifice of Jesus pay for your sins. If you sin willfully, there is no sacrifice for those sins. Yeah. And in, in Romans 6, if you do what you want to do, instead of what you, if it's if it's a sin you committed because, not wanting to, like 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 overcome like over just you overcame yourself and you mm-hmm. and you terribly feel terribly bad about it there it's the blood of Jesus cleanses us from every unrighteousness but if it's willful and it's what i want to do there's no sacrifice cuz it's what you read here you should be holy for i am holy yeah. it's so clear one who is called be holy yourselves also in all your behavior i mean that you know that's not a spiritual miracle that when you invite Jesus into your life, give him your life, confess your sins and ask him to forgive you. It's really awesome. But here it says, be holy in all your behavior. Yeah. That, that's, not, that's not an automatic. That's, no, that's, not, not, that's, that's not you are made holy. That's right. you do something. You have to now, yeah. the responsibility on you being the temple of the living God is be holy. Yeah. Paul even said it, don't you know you're the temple of the living God? And he was talking to them about righteous behavior. I mean, what's this thing? You're gonna, you're gonna, you don't know whether you can be righteous. You need to be righteous or not. You're the house of God. Don't wow. you know you're His temple? Yep. And would God live in an unholy temple? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, heaven forbid, we sin more so that grace abounds. Heaven forbid. <laughs> no, because He's given us this, He's cleansed us, made us able to receive the Holy Spirit coming into us. Uh, we have to keep it holy. Right. He makes it holy. Now we have to protect it from unholiness. And then he says, you know, that don't conform to who you used to be. Don't don't transfer back to who you used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think what the whole point is, is that's not really going to work. <laughs> the one the, the 17th verse is if you address as father the one who impartially judges according that's who he's talking to. If you if you address as father the one then you need to follow these instructions. If you consider yourself Christian, then this should be. Yeah. 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 If you call him father yep. and you consider him to be your father, then you live by the rules of his house. And he says, you should be holy for I am holy. Yeah. And I will make you holy, but you have to, but in all your behavior remain holy. And I think that this is really uh, there's there's a real popular there's real popular teachings out there today, and some of them are innocently right, but they twist people in the wrong. And, and some of them are just dead straight wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's all about Jesus is in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Everything that every every time you meet God in the Old Testament, you're meeting Jesus. Every time you hear Him, see Him, and there's the 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 part that's true is that the very same spirit that lived in Jesus is the very same spirit that walked with Adam in the garden. Right. And so, but the promises of, the conditions of, and the, the new covenant contract, the right. new covenant that was laid out for man, is not in the Old Testament. You got Solomon with an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, and you got, um, actually, that, you got, anyway, you got, yeah. you know, eye for an eye and tooth right. for a tooth, and you got, you know, turn the other cheek. Yeah. You know, you got don't repay evil with evil Mm -hmm. you got only a scoundrel doesn't leave an inheritance for his children and grandchildren to why do you worry about tomorrow and what you'll eat and what you'll drink don't you trust god Mm -hmm. the covenants are so different same god 
two different contracts. And I think it's very deceptive to really preach the message about Jesus in the Old Testament too much because it, it twists, it Testament. takes, huh? Jesus in the Old Testament. What did I say? New. Oh, I blew it. Okay. <laughs> so to preach that, that Jesus is every, you know, Jesus in the, everything you preach about God in the Old Testament is Jesus. It's not. The covenant, the new covenant that a Gentile can follow, that a Jew can be saved by, anybody can be forgiven by, anybody can become the house of God by, started on Christmas Day in Bethlehem with the angels in the field, with the shepherds watching over their flocks, and the announcement of the coming, and the, and the whole star of David, and all that stuff, and the manger, and the you know no room at the end, all that stuff. It's the advent of Jesus being born, yeah. a man inhabited by God as the example for you and me to be a man inhabited by God. Wow. And I, I just, I, I, I hate to take the focus off it because Jesus is so clear. And he's, if, if you call me Lord, why don't you do what I say? If you, you know, any man who hears these sayings of mine and acts upon them is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Any man who doesn't do what these sayings, and what sayings is he talking about? The Old Testament? No. He's talking about the sayings of the man, Jesus, inhabited by the God of creation. So how does, so this verse we read speaks to our, our need to change our behavior, right? It says, you know, therefore be holy in all of your behavior. But does that mean then that, it's purely in our works to be holy or is there an element of faith and grace and how, how does all of that fit together so god did and we respond and he responds to our response mm -hmm. he didn't come out of the grave saying okay and naming us all mm -hmm. uh, there is actually religions that believe that that predestined mm -hmm. so out of all the births from jesus let's say there's you know, I don't know how many billions, 10 billion people born after Jesus. Mm -hmm. This group was destined to be saved, and this one wasn't. Mm -hmm. And it's just like that's really false stuff. Jesus did shine the light for all men to see, and in as many as believed, he gave the right or the power to become children of God. Mm -hmm. And believed or had faith has to have a definition, right? right. And so... Um, People just say, I believe, and it's just like I said I believe, so I must. Mm. But that's not true. If you really believe something, then you act upon it. Your life reflects it. Your, your, what you trust in, like, you know, if you trust in God's fathering and you trust in God's provision, then you're not, you're not trying to hold on to everything. You're not trying to white-knuckle it. Mm. You're, not, you're not worried about it because God's going to take care of you like a good father. If you believe he is a father. And so that's the faith it's talking about, you know. And if you have faith and you believe, then any can come. It's not predestined that some do and some don't. And so everything is a choice and everything is an if. There are ifs everywhere in these, in these epistles and in Jesus' words mm -hmm. that if you believe, if you act upon what I said, and, he's, and it's very clear when he says, why do you call me Lord? And don't do what I say. Yeah. I mean, it's about doing what he says. And that's a choice. There's no robots. We're not programmed to do what he said. I hear what he said. You know, I can't be his disciple if I don't love him more than mother, father, brother, sister, sons, and daughters. Well, I have a choice. Am I going to put him on the throne of my life or am I going to keep my family name and my family 
race or my family anything yeah. inheritance above my faith in Jesus. It says, you cannot be my disciple. And you cannot be my disciple if you can't give everything away to the poor and, and identify it as mine. And if I want to give it to the poor, I give it to the poor, and you, you're happy with that. And you can't be his disciple. It's like these are all ifs. Right. And there's a hundred more, man. There's, I mean, That's I could all day yep. these ifs. There's a million ifs. And, and everyone would say, well, it's not by works. Well, then just read the Bible and tell me. And tell me all these ifs. How do you write out the ifs? How do you write out the if you do this, you get that? You know, and, and here what what Peter is talking about is the ifs. He's yeah. saying that you be holy. You must watch your lifestyle. And when I look at my lifestyle, am I violating the words of Jesus? Not Moses and Elijah talking to God and what he says to them about how they should behave. Not what the law says. Not all those things. It's a different covenant with the same guy. Right. Not guy. I'm sorry. That's disrespectful Plus. to call him guy. Same God. Mm-hmm. The same God gave both covenants. Hmm. I'm not interested in that covenant. I am interested in that God. And in that covenant, we have a long history of him. He's already foreclosed on that covenant for a lot of people. And he's very edgy about if, if we made an agreement, you keep your end. Yeah. And so that God is the one living in Jesus hmm. who's offering me grace. And that grace, so we are saved by grace and that through faith. Faith without works is dead. What that means is faith without the right response to the ifs. Mm. If you love me, you will obey me. The right response to the if is, I do love you, and I want my actions to speak louder than my words, and so I'm going. Um, what did he say here? I, You be holy because I'm holy. Mm-hmm. You shall be holy for I am holy. Mm. And that's the holy one who called you. I mean, this is it's so clear. And if you just... Stop trying to make it what you want it to be and just take it for what it is. That's what it is. So when he, when we make a, our, our goal to, to be holy, when we, like you said, when, we, when it's not the sin we're intending to do and it's the sin we, intention, we unintentionally do, we kind of stumble. His, his grace covers us, but also I, would you say that his, as we commit to following him, his spirit in us empowers us to be successful at holiness too, right? Like it's not. Well, Paul said, yeah. you can't say you were overcome because with every temptation right. is uh, the way of escape is offered. Yeah. Paul was real clear on that. Yeah. And what he was saying is you can't blame the sin or the, or anything. You can't blame the devil. You can't blame the sin. You can't believe like if it's a, if for us men, it's a woman walking by and mm-hmm. it's, you know, the difference between the old and the new covenant is, in the old covenant, you had to mur- you had to kill a man to be murderer. Hmm. In the new covenant, you have to hate a man to be a murderer. Right. In the old covenant, you have to actually have sex with a woman to be a, a fornicator or an adulterer. In the new covenant, you lust for a woman and you're guilty. And so the standard is way higher. I mean, I don't understand. You could read about Judaism in the Old Testament and think Christianity is these. Thank God I don't have to do that. No, it's way worse. It's way harder. And so what you're saying is, so let's just use lust. And then a girl walks by and I, and I say, whoa, I, you know, then it goes too far. I wonder what having sex with her would be like, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't do that ever, but I used to do a lot. I used to do a lot. So I know exactly what it's like. And I know the fight, mm-hmm. the fight was horrendous and I would feel so mortified. I'd just be mortified. I'd be laying I used to go to the church any chance I got, even if I was on, you know, going between my job sites to my cruise. If I went by my church and I had the ability to get inside because normally they gave me a key because I was fixing everything. Mm-hmm. 
I'd go and lay in the sanctuary just mortified. No, I did it again, man. And I think that the, the, the difference in forgivable sin and unforgivable sin is whether I'm doing what I want to do or don't want to do. And, my, and I can't blame anybody but me. Because when the flesh was tempted, I had the ability to stop, close my eyes, and become aware of the holiness of God inside of me. And with the holiness of God inside of me, I would never th- let my thoughts of that girl, the, what, the fictitious girl we're talking about, or the past girl that I can't remember, having those thoughts of her. You know, like I would like to. Or I wonder what this would be like and start to fantasize sexually and create adultery Mm -hmm. or fornication. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's that trying, okay, that girl's coming. I want to turn the other way. I'm trying not to. Problem is you turn left, you turn left to get away from her and there's another one standing (laughs) in front of you. You know, and if you go to the beach, it's like, Mm -hmm. so I can't go to the beach and I'm trying. Mm -hmm. But it's really not, it's really, if I'm going to give in, there's a, they're going to offer me whatever it is I want. Mm-hmm. The enemy's going to offer me anything I want. Yeah, that's what you're stumbling. Yeah, so, and, yeah, and so it's my choice mm-hmm. whether I'm going to quit watching those movies, quit looking at those magazines, quit, quit going to those websites. Mm-hmm. And it's my choice whether I'm going to fantasize or imagine myself to the point of adultery. Mm-hmm. Well, the old covenant is you, you, have, to actually follow, you have to follow through. Mm-hmm. That's what adultery is defined as, having sex with another woman. And Jesus changed it to fantasizing, mm-hmm. imagining yourself. So the, the new covenant is very difficult. And what's forgivable and unforgivable forgivable, is the want to and the not want to, the willful and the not willful. And I, and I, I can tell you that I'm, I'm at war every day intending not to sin. And money, the power of money, oh my gosh, you know worrying all you got to do to not trust god is worry mm-hmm. whereas in the old testament you have to bury the gold under your tent yeah. for a rainy day for future you have to willfully disobey well in our world all i got to do is not trust him i think that's another condition in itself do not worry about tomorrow yeah <laughs> like, i gotta worry that's a you know and and if i am worrying then i need forgiveness yeah. and i and i want to declare my trust in him and I will go give all the money in my pocket away uh, to overcome those temptations. You know, I'll start sitting there thinking about, oh, my gosh, the interest rates went through the roof today. And, and sales of how, you know, the whole economy is going to crash on interest rates again. I've lived through it a few times. And, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And, and to overcome that, I'll go give everything I have away. I mean, it, it, it really is. I'll make an action to get me going the right way, knowing he will take care of me. Yeah. And. I think that's really what holiness is. So I have this story, you know, that sin is missing the mark. It's an archery term for missing the bullseye, mm-hmm. missing. And, and, and in some translations, it's missing the target, mm-hmm. you know, like, and if the target is in front of me, 25 feet, and I've got my bow and I've got my arrow strung and I'm trying to hit that target and I miss it's forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the arrow is in the bullseye. Hmm. If I'm just willy-nilly flinging arrows everywhere, saying, oops, I missed. Oh, no, I missed again. Oh, shucks. You know, just fring, 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 shooting arrows everywhere. There's no way I could ever say I was trying to hit the mark. Hmm. You know, I wasn't even aiming at the mark. 
to be able to for sin to be forgivable, you have to be aiming at hitting the mark, which is not sinning. Mm. And so how can you say there's no works involved? We are not saved by works. We're saved by faith. But faith without works is dead. It says right, you know, everybody wants to say you're saved by grace, but it says in that through faith. Well, you can't even get to grace. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to believe that I've gotten to grace. I'm living in grace. I have so many blessings that go on in my life. And and supernatural things, you know, uh, presence of God, his voice, and all these things. And I am not sitting on my heels, back on my heels, or sitting on my fanny Mm -hmm. doing nothing. I am exercising my faith every day because the very same door that leads in leads out. Mm -hmm. And faith that is dead, without faith it's impossible impossible to please God. And without faith it's impossible to to, um, access grace. Mm -hmm. And without grace, I don't have a chance of being holy. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't have a chance of being holy, but I'm holy because he is holy and he's made his home in me. And here I have this holy vessel with this holy God making his home with me. And I'm going to willfully sin. I'm going to shoot the arrow wherever and, and expect that he's going to stay. There's no way you can read that old covenant and think that God's going to put up with this. Paul was incredulous. He said, you know, God's not going to be mocked. You're not going to mock God. You're not going to be able to 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 talk this away. A man will reap what he's sown. Yeah, yeah, every man will reap exactly that which he sowed. And if you're listening to the gospel I preach to you, he said, you're being saved. Being saved. But if you listen to any other gospel, you mm-hmm. believe in vain. Yeah. You will perish. I mean, it's it I don't know too many things that be clearer than Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the epistles and revelation. Mm-hmm. I don't know you know, the Acts of the Apostles, mm-hmm. the Epistles, the Revelations. I don't know anything can be... You just read that and don't read anything else. Don't listen to anyone else's opinion. You're going to come away from that a little bit nervous, mm-hmm. going, whoa, everything I've ever understood just got contradicted. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, I, I still to this day, I'm just like shocked. Like, oh, whoo. Man, he said some <laughs> tough stuff, he man. Did, he yeah. said some hard things to some people. It's wild. Just, I was thinking as we've been talking about the the reality that you know you mentioned the two two covenants right the old covenant new covenant and he's this Paul not Paul Peter here is talking about the new covenant Christianity and there's in the old covenant the I think Paul talks about how you know the purpose of the old covenant is really to convict convict us of our unrighteousness right, right. like it it resulted in our awareness of sinfulness the division of man and God right. And the new covenant results in holiness. So I was just thinking as you were talking about the, the, the two covenants and how we try to mix them together, I think it's really impossible to fulfill this command to be holy as he's holy if we're trying to either live the old covenant because that's going to lead us to being convicted of un- unrighteousness or right. if we try to mix them together, then we're hopeless because we, we can't follow two, two contrasts at the same time, right? We have, we have to listen to Jesus. We have to divide the two and say... You know, like you said, Solomon said this, Moses said this, you know, David said this, and right. we can't try to follow their ways and follow Jesus' well, ways. Well, Peter goes on to say that it's a foolish way of life of the forefathers. Hmm. The old covenant was a foolish way of life, wow. trying to attain holiness by that way. Hmm. The only way to attain holiness is to be forgiven by Jesus Christ, 
have the holiness of God come and live inside of you and do nothing to stain it. He says he cannot tolerate sin, therefore he leaves. It says, you know, don't quench the spirit, meaning don't send the spirit away by improper behavior. I, I went to one evangelist who got mad at the crowd for moving around. Mm. You're going to the holiness. The anointing is filling the room. God's holiness is filling this room, and you're going to get up and go to the bathroom. You're going to talk to your neighbor. Do you have any idea who it is whose anointing is filling this room? Is that how you treat him in your personal life? I doubt that whatever spirit's inhabiting you is the Holy Spirit. Is, he would say that from the front. I doubt that you're actually, you know, you feel like you feel the Spirit and you feel like you hear the Spirit, but I doubt that that is in any way the Holy Spirit because you wouldn't treat him that way. He would, he would, he would you know, yeah. vanish. The Spirit of holiness, yeah, doesn't, yeah, yeah, well, that makes sense. We got to treat him well, and, and I think that's, and that's another part of this. The you know the illustrations of holiness that we see from Peter and Paul, and uh, is that idea of you know being the living temple, being that he comes to inhabit, and yeah. it's his house, right? So, yeah, you know we, we sometimes I think we still think about it as our house that he comes to visit, mm -hmm. as opposed to it's the place he's he's moved into, and if he's going to live there, then it has to be a suitable dwelling place. Yeah. I really be, yeah. believe that we have the wrong idea. I think that when Jesus, in the Old Covenant, it's love, it's love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the commandment. In the New Covenant, it's love one another as I have loved you. Mm -hmm. Two totally different standards. I mean, again, you want to be holy because he is holy. Mm -hmm. And you want salvation that he came to buy for you. Yeah. And he says, why do you call me Lord and don't do what I tell you to do? Mm -hmm. Why do you call me Lord and don't allow me to be your Lord. Mm. And I just yeah. want, I want holiness. I, I want to, I'll change where I live. I'll change the job I do. I'll ch complete, I'll walk away from my home. I have a really nice home. I built it. God, God provided. We built, it was just amazing miracle how that house got mm. built. I live in a great house. But he told me if he says, get up and go and I wouldn't, I'm, okay, what happens to the house? I mean, I wouldn't be caring what it's his house. Yeah. You'll do with it what you want. And I, and that's my attitude, you know, just like it's amazing that, you know, following Jesus is so much harder than regular life. The, the the life of the world, the system that the devil set up to trust in what you can do. If you're born as somebody that can do stuff, you know, like I I'm I've got a lot of talent. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really have the ability to do a lot of things that can make money yeah, and uh, and that can take care of my family and that can set me up, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I can tell you that the way of the world, even though my gifts and talents work in the world, to use the world's system for my mm -hmm. benefit, I read where the sower went out to sow some seed and it grew up fast, but the cares of this world and the deceit of, of wealth choked it out. Well, listen... What I found in Jesus, I don't want choked out. Wow. Also, I'm not arrogant enough to say he's got nothing on me. No, I don't want him to have anything on me. So I am alert. And Jesus said, well, five million times, be on the alert. Mm -hmm. He said, truly, truly, I say to you, I'm telling you the truth. And I want to be on the alert, ready. Mm -hmm. I want truth come on, lies go away, divide, you know, bone mm -hmm. from marrow. 
uh, sword of the spirit, the word of God. And I'm sorry, but I don't, I have one word of God and that's Jesus. Even when I read his book, the Bible, I want his interpretation, not mine. I don't want the commentator's interpretation. I want mine. I want the one God has for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I get up in front of crowds weekly, and, and I'm stunned. You know, I, I was in front of two crowds recently that kind of believed different than me, and they were stunned, and I was stunned. And um, I'm shocked. You just let Jesus speak. And it's like the Sermon on the Mount. You can imagine 5,000 people on a hillside listening to Jesus talk. Nobody was moving around. Nobody. I mean, when he's talking, nobody's moving around. Mm-hmm. And I just time after time after time, I've learned to trust him to be the word of God. Yeah. And he delivers. And people's lives are changed. And listen to Jesus. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If you're confused... If you've got a Christianity that doesn't work the way Jesus said it should, then just read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John over and over four times. And when you're done with that, go read Acts, read read the epistles, but then make sure you read Revelation and the seven letters to the churches, to Christians, to people after the resurrection, and see how very definitive he is and direct he is in how you must be hot you must be in love yeah. your your love must be hot for him uh, awake awake you for must be end. awake yeah. and and then yeah. all the gifts if you do these things he who overcomes to the end will receive the the white stone of redemption yeah. will be allowed to eat at the tree of the garden of, of, of the tree of life in the mm-hmm. garden of our god i mean there's it just so many awesome promises yeah. but just read the new covenant to see what the new contract with man was supposed to be. Yeah. And you'll find it is nothing to do with the contract in the old Testament, yeah. but it, and it will produce holiness in you. If you follow up, it'll produce yeah. holiness. Yeah. And here's what it really produces selflessness, mm. which is love yeah. and joy. Yeah. This generation that we're in starting even with mine is it was basic selfishness. You know, what's in it for me? Uh, when do my dreams come true? When do I get mine yeah. instead of serving others? And and what you get from giving your life to others is you get unselfishness. You actually get satisfaction. That's good. Well, guys, thank you for joining us today. I think that's a good place to learn to play in. But take, take these words as call to holiness seriously, as call to live a New Testament, New Covenant Christianity seriously. And... It, you know, as you follow him and go all in with Jesus, you will never be disappointed. You will be just overjoyed with who he is and everything that he does in you and you get to do in him. And just, uh, I, I encourage you to, to reflect on your life and say, am I pursuing holiness in all of my behavior? Am I becoming like him? Because he's, he's asking us of that and we must respond to him. So have a great week and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Uncommentary's podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you, inspired you, maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything Jesus has for you and the life he calls you to live. If you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommentary's podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate, and review, and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. 
help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.